Hey everyone, it's Michael, and I'd like to thank you for joining me on Diary of a Codependent Love Addict. It's been a while since I have put out a podcast. A lot has happened since the last podcast that I put out, and um, I'm going to talk more about what has happened and go over what's going on now and a couple of program changes with Diary of a Codependent Love Addict. So that and a little more in just a moment. Welcome back. Once again, thank you for joining me um, on Diary of a Codependent Love Addict. I am Michael, and today's episode is um, kind of a cornucopia of things that have happened in the last uh, month or so. So, um, in the last month, a lot of mental health issues with my daughter cropped up um, that I needed to attend to. In a previous podcast um, titled Tag You're It, I talked about how um, alcoholism takes a person um, and it takes it takes an entire family. Sometimes it takes a friendship and it takes it away and it places it somewhere else where that person then takes on the burden of that alcoholic's behavior or that person's lifestyle, and it goes on and on and on and on. And so this is one of those cases where my daughter was entangled um, in her mom's alcoholism. Just a little background story. My daughter is a freshman uh, in college, and um, prior to her going to college, she lived with her mom. Now, I've said this in previous podcasts, her mom is a um, active alcoholic, and um, I've guided her through the whole situation of how to deal with her mom's alcoholism. And so my daughter went off to college last year, but just because she left the household doesn't mean that she doesn't carry the burden of her mom's alcoholism, nor does it mean that she is able to cope with the outside stressors that she deals with on a day-to-day basis um, with the tools that she has. So there have been a couple of times this year where my daughter has had mental health issues where she's called uh, me to kind of guide her through those situations. And about a month ago, she was having one of those mental health situations. Now, keep in mind, last year I had planned a trip for she and I to go to uh, go on a cruise. Now, this cruise was going to go to Mexico And we had planned the cruise. It was a three-day cruise. I was looking forward to it. But then COVID restrictions hit, and neither one of us were able to go on that cruise. So rather than um, postponing the trip indefinitely, I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll I'll plan the trip for 2022. And um, looked at the schedule, and sure enough, um, thank you – uh, Carnival Cruises. Yes, I'm I'm name dropping. Uh, Carnival Cruise had a cruise going to 
um, in Sonata, and it was a four-day cruise. And it just happened to fall on her spring break. And I thought, wow, this is perfect. So I went ahead and and um, booked the cruise for um, for March. And um, the closer, and so, and I guided her throughout this whole process. Um, I helped her with making sure she had her passport. I helped her with the whole onboarding process, everything that she needed to do to get on on this cruise. Um, I had a little difficulty myself, you know, just letting you know that I had difficulties too, but my difficulties weren't as complicated as hers were. Um, and I'll, I'll delve more, more into that later. So the closer we get to booking or getting on this cruise, the more angst my daughter is having. In the meantime, the job that she had, she quit which was problematic for her because, you know, she is a full-time student and a part-time worker. Um, She's got financial aid going and she quit her job, you know. Um, She quit her job for a good reason. It wasn't beneficial for her to do the job that she was doing. It wasn't helping her grow as a person. It was a menial job where she wants to really get her hands and feet wet in a specific position in retail. And so she quit her job. Now, while all that's going on, the person that she's dating is being very verbally abusive to her. Don't forget, tag, you're it. Uh, My daughter's used to people verbally abusing her And so now she gets into a relationship with a guy who verbally abuses her. So this kind of sets off the whole um, avalanche of feelings and thoughts that she's she's going through. And um, her mom, the the alcoholic by my qualifier, um, doesn't know what to do. Kind of, you know... (laughs) Go figure, right? She has no idea of what to do. You know, it's the whole, you know, if I could take this for my child, I would. And, you know, I don't know why she's, and I'm thinking to myself, do you not realize you are the cause of all this? You, because of your behavior and how you act, now you have a child that is is reacting to the outside world based upon the things that you have done as an adult. And now it's up to the universe and her dad to kind of put it back into perspective and kind of help her out. So I I contact my, my daughter and we talk through everything that's going on. Um, and we kind of work through it. But now my daughter goes, okay, cool. So we've, we're getting prepared for this trip. She's got most of her things going for her. And she comes home from spring break. And I'm like, all right, great. She's home. So I don't, I don't really have to worry too much about it. She's on her way here. You know, she left on a Friday from um, school and she drove 
home with her roommate because she wanted to have someone with her on this drive, you know, and they live in, in our, you know, in the Southern California area too. So she was like, great, I got a ride, you know, someone to ride with me and I don't have to worry about it. So she gets home Friday and I get a phone call, uh, the Friday night, Friday evening from her mom saying that my daughter was upset and she, that my daughter was having problems. And I thought, okay, all right, you know, what's going on? So I call up, I call her up and she's, she's telling me that my daughter is, she got home and, and she was in a bad, in a bad place and that she left with her friend. So I'm like, okay. And I kind of understood, I knew what was going on, but I, I just waited it out. So the next day, which was uh, the Saturday, I'm like, okay. You know, I get a text from her mom saying that she was home. Every, you know, she's all right. Everything's okay. Later on that evening, I get a call saying, could you come over? My daughter had cut off her hair. So I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, you know, what's going on? Forget the cruise. I have to make sure that my daughter is okay. So I jump in my car. I drive over to the house and I actually come in in the house and my daughter has cut her hair. What my qualifier, my ex doesn't tell me is that she helped cut my daughter's hair and she cut it shorter. It's not like she cut it off. It's not like, you know, my daughter grabbed some clippers and shaved off her head. She cut it shorter than what it usually is. So I'm like, okay, all right. I think I'm I'm getting the idea of what's going on here. So it's Saturday. Our cruise is on Sunday, and my daughter has not um, cleared everything. She has not received her COVID information. You have to have a clearance that says you have taken a COVID test, and it has come back negative. So I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to knock out two birds with one stone. You and I are going to go for a drive. I said, I'm going to go and and we're going to go into downtown and we're just going to walk around and talk. So we go to downtown. We um, start walking and she's telling me the whole story of how her mom has been drinking the entire time since she's been home and that, you know, it affects her and she doesn't. Her mom doesn't really understand that when she drinks, it affects not just only her, but it affects the entire household. It affects my daughter. It affects my son. It affects her living boyfriend. It affects everyone. It affects the neighbors. It affects her work. It affects this, this, that, and the other. So I gave my daughter some options on what she can do when she comes back home. And my daughter's like, okay... All right. You know, so she was able to effectively tell me how she was feeling. We came up with some solutions on how she can deal with her mom in the future, um, such as not staying at her mom's house when she comes down to visit. I told her, I said, look, you can stay at my place if you want. I will help you with uh, a motel when you come home. If you want to stay with friends, you can do that. But don't stay with the alcoholic. 
And don't worry about how your mom is going to feel about that. Um, that being that you can always spend time with your mom. You don't have to stay in the house. You can say to your mom, hey, I'm going to be home. Um, you know, I'm going to be down for a couple of days. Let's you and I go to dinner. Let's you and I do lunch together. Let's go get Manny Petties. We can do all this fun stuff together. But in terms of staying in the house, I can't do that. I just don't feel safe. And it's okay to say these things. It's okay to tell your mom, I don't feel safe. It's okay to tell anyone, I don't feel safe. You don't have to explain why. You just say, I don't feel safe. Now, once my daughter heard these these things and was able to uh, process it, and we talked about it a little more, we went ahead and we got her COVID test. It was taken care of. I helped her load it into um, Carnival Cruise Line's program that they they suggest that you use to make the onboard process, onboarding process, the embarkment process a lot easier. So we got that done. And then, um, you know, I took her home and, and thought to myself, hopefully she can make it through the night and we'll go ahead and, and we'll be okay. So I was actually stressed that entire 24 hours of, or actually less than that because it was less than, it was late in the afternoon when we got that taken care of, and our cruise was set for 4 p.m., and we were we were um, set to embark around 1 p.m. So I was like, okay, I got to stress that entire time because what's going to happen from the time she gets home until the time that we have to leave for this trip? So I stressed out and um, thinking – She's not going to go. What am I going to do? You know, do I cancel her portion? Do I go? So all this stuff is going on in my head. And um, I wake up the next morning and I text her and she's like, yes, I'm ready to go. I can't wait. And so that was a sigh of relief. But I wasn't quite 100% sure until I got her into the car and we actually embarked upon, you know, on, on the boat on the ship. So, um, my wonderful girlfriend, uh, said, Hey, you don't have to worry about driving there. I'm going to pick you guys up and I have a special surprise for her. So we picked up my daughter. She got into the car. Whew, okay. So that was one thing I checked off my list of things that was going to happen. I was like, okay, if I get her in the car, we get her packed up and good to go. That's, that's a good sign, but we're not free and clear yet. So my girlfriend says, hey, prior to this, she says, hey, I want to treat your daughter to um, a pedicure. I was like, all right, fine. So she picks us up. We go to the place. Um, and she does it. She she does it as a surprise to her. So she takes her in. She gets her a pedicure. She comes out with a smile on her face. I'm like, ooh, check mark. Ooh, number two, done. Good to go. So we get in the car and we're headed to um, Long Beach in Southern California, which is where the Carnival Cruise Line um, docks out of. So we get there and once again, the onboard process for um, Carnival Cruise, if you've already done it ahead of time, was straightforward and was really easy. So we get there, um, we within 10 minutes of getting there, we embark on the on the cruise. 
And I was like, whew, we, I got her actually on the ship. So that was a, a load off off my back. And then I was like, okay, so we're actually on the cruise. I can kind of relax now. So the first night, she did absolutely nothing. Um, as I said, we took off um, from Long Beach in Southern California at 4 p.m. That's the time that the uh, cruise was set to head out, and we did at 4 o'clock. And at 5 um, was dinner time. So I asked her, I said, hey, do you want to go down and grab some dinner? And she said, nah, Dad, I just kind of want to sit in the room. So all of a sudden, my anxieties kick in because I'm like, okay. I have her on the cruise, but is she going to be this way the entire time? You know, and I, I was like, I was, I was scared again. So once again, like I'm, I'm tripping out because I'm not sure if she's okay. Yes, she's on the cruise, but is she going to enjoy herself? So long story short, the next day we end up in, um, Avalon. Um, we we go on to Avalon, and I said, "Okay, what do you want to do?" And she's like, "I want to go. I want to. I want to. I want to see some of the stuff." And I was like, "All right, shoo, okay." So I was fine in that respect. So um, Avalon is also known as Catalina. So we we get off in Catalina, and we go shopping. And so that was a good sign for me because I wasn't sure how she was feeling. And how this was going to affect her. So we go to a couple of places. And she goes to a place. And she decides. She looks at some bathing suits. And she looks at. She goes and tries them on. Which I was like. Wow. Okay. Th- this is new. Because I just thought we were just going to walk around for a little bit. And then that would be the end of it. Get back on the ship and take off. But she actually decided that she wanted to try on some bathing suits. So she tried on a couple and she looked at it and she looked at them and said, you know, I was like, wow, do you want any of these? And she's like, yeah, these are nice, but they're kind of expensive. And I was like, don't worry about how expensive they are. Do you want it? And she's like, yeah. So I was like, cool. So she tried on the stuff. I paid for them. And that made me a little bit, that made me a little bit more relaxed. I must say, um, she got back on, on the boat, we embarked on the boat and we headed towards Mexico. That night she had talked to her mom and she gets off the phone and I was, I, I stayed away cause I didn't want to hear what was going on. But the next day when we ended up in Ensenada is when she told me that her mom said this, that, and the other. And I said, remember what we had talked about a couple of days earlier. You have to remember your mom's an alcoholic. Your mom is going to try to pull you into things w- to make you feel like she has control over you and your life. And, you know, when your child leaves for college and they leave, I mean, physically leave, you are not in control of anything anymore. You are not in control of their emotions, especially if that person has a substance abuse They are used to having control over you because you live in the house with them. 
they buy the food, they buy the clothes, they buy this, they join you for that, and they that's their control over you. When your child moves away, they don't have any control over that. The only thing that they can have control over is how they can try to make you feel. So her mom was using all these tactics to try to make her feel bad about herself. And she was trying to make her feel insecure about herself, which is something that her mom has control over. And if she can make her feel really terrible, then then she's achieved what she wanted. And so I talked to my daughter and I said, I reminded her this was her mom's tactic of trying to control her and not to allow that to happen, to set boundaries. Mom, if this happens and we start talking about this, I have to hang up. I'm not going to allow you to talk to me that way. And so my daughter felt much better. So um, in, once we got to Mexico, my daughter was fine. She, she had a good time. We did some sightseeing, some touring. My daughter bought some stuff. Um, she did have a meltdown. I, I must admit, she did have a meltdown on our way back. Uh, prior to our way back to embark upon the ship, we were at this place where um, there are a lot of vendors and you can buy some really good things. You can bargain for a lot of good things um, in Ensenada, Mexico at this particular place. And so we had done some shopping. My daughter had bought some things, but she had forgotten one of the things. She thought she had lost it. She, that she had lost one of the items that she had purchased. And so she she started freaking out about this. And it was like five minutes before we had to leave to head back to the ship. And so she runs down. She First of all, she asked permission to go find it. And the guy's like, well, we have five minutes. You need to hurry up because... Um, not only were um, some of us going to go shopping, but there were some people doing some horseback riding um, after shopping. So we had to make sure that they got to their destination and then the rest of us were going to head back to the ship. So she she hauls it, she runs down, and about three minutes later she comes back and she's bummed out because she had spent like $85 on this particular item and it was gone and she was upset and I thought okay how am I going to handle this right you know as a dad my my job is to protect my daughter as much as I possibly can so as the bus is leaving this guy comes running up to the bus smacks on the 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 door of the bus and he hands the bag of the item that my daughter purchased to the guide and she got it and she was so happy and that made me happy. All right. So um, that night when we returned back to the ship, my daughter said, dad, I'm coming down to go eat with you, in, uh, you know, at, at, at our scheduled time to eat. So I was kind of like, okay, all right. Things are much better so long story short we get back she's happy she's excited everything is is much better she gets home um her mom did 
cause a little drama when we returned because she stayed there uh, a few more days before heading back. But she was able to get back to her dorm safe and sound. And um, my daughter was also upset because she was trying to uh, get another. She was trying to get a, a, a kitty cat because she wanted a cat. And um, when she got home, and we couldn't find, uh, we couldn't find, we couldn't help her find a kitty because she wanted a kitten. And when she was home, she tried looking. When she returned, she couldn't, she couldn't get one. So her mom upset her on that. But she got home. She got a new kitten. She's starting a new job, and things are working out better for her so that kind of you know got me thinking okay I'm going to need to start doing some things in order for me to to be a better father to both my son and my daughter and one of those things that I'm going to do is I'm going to be cutting back on the amount of um, podcasts that I do and I know, I know, a lot of you look forward to my podcasts on a weekly basis, but that kind of, the, the trip kind of helped me, actually before the trip, the, the mental health issues my daughter were having kind of helped me understand that I need to spend more time with family and friends and to help them and to help myself, you know, to to be better at things. So what I'm proposing is I'm going to be doing podcasts still. I'm still doing Diary of a Codependent Love Addict, but I'm going to be doing them once a month instead of weekly. And my plan is to distribute my podcasts um, on the first uh, weekend of the month, whether it be Saturday or Sunday, but it'll be the first weekend of every month. So you will get 12 podcasts out of me through the course, which is, of course, once a, a month. Uh, um, you know, 12 podcasts uh, in a year. So that's the new programming change. Uh, it's going to help me out and it's going to help my family to be better. As always, I I thank you. Um, I'm going to have some parting words. Um, so I'll be right back and um, enjoy this word uh, from my friends over at, um, at Anchor. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you or someone you know has mental health issues... Please reach out to um, trained professionals that can help them. Um, I have um, given my daughter resources that she can use um, on the campus, the school campus that she is at that can help her um, with those specific issues that she's dealing with. Um, If it's you or someone else that you know, there are tons of places that you can go to to help deal with your mental health issues. Um, I don't take mental health issues lightly. I myself have had mental health issues and I luckily through family, friends and programs, I've been able to deal with those problems. And I know that if I have those problems again, I have people that I can go to. So 
don't feel as if you're the only person who goes through mental health issues. Um, there are millions of us that go through it on a day-to-day basis. And it's nothing to laugh at. It's nothing to be ashamed of. We all have them. It's how we process it and how we can um, how we can work through this as a community that makes us better. So if you're having mental illness or mental health issues and you need to deal with it, there are tons of people that you can go to that will help you. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey of Diary of a Codependent Love Addict. I'm Michael, and I look forward to um, chatting with you on the next podcast. So thank you so very much. I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, stay blessed, and I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.